Hello and happy Tuesday, Diary listeners. This is part two of our time with Lita Edwards of Metamorphosis, Inc. in Florida. She is an amazing person, does a lot of healing work in tattoos. Specifically, what we're going to be dubbing the second piece of her diary entry, Boobs and Tattoos. So listen in and hear more about the fantastic... Lita Edwards. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. to me uh that these schools are even possible like you said i don't know how they do it but like um at least as far as i understand there there needs to be as you were suggesting a state-sponsored accreditation for Mm. these schools and i don't know how they can get that um i once confronted here it was um a different kind of topic, but it uh, kind of had the same notes. Uh, it was a um, prison, a prison personnel, and she was trying to push for the state of Minnesota to have basically a tattoo school within prisons. And these were not like uh, prisons where it's just like minor. These were like violent criminal prisons Mm -hmm. and i i'm very against that just simply because i feel like the the biggest thing the biggest route to coming back to reconnection is art itself and if this they have they already had a very fortified art program and things like that and our profession is very forgiving to people who are who are uh, on the other side of the law and coming back, like we'll, we will give them an opportunity. That's not a statute of our, our dictation. But what I noticed when I went to Minnesota and when I, yeah, um, yeah the <laughs> sun's cool. going down and it's the, like blacking it's blinding, out. <laughs> taking yeah. the screen away. <laughs> yes. Well, and I noticed when I filed for a temporary license for Minnesota, and I don't know because I don't have a felony to my name, but it asks if you had a felony under the law. And I wonder how much that would weigh as to whether or not you actually got a license or a temporary license or any of those things. Um, But like, I've never heard of that. Right. Like I had to, and even when I, I am licensed in Rhode Island, when I was in Rhode Island, I have to, I have to basically assure that I you know, I've never had a felony and never had a question against my license. Like I have to verify that those things have never occurred on my, on my actual license. So it seemed like a weird, like inside job kind of thing. And the instructor to these, um, to these, you know, would be tattoo artists in, in uh, prison uh, only needed three years to teach them and wow right awesome right because you know was, everything you know? right and it was going to be a starting co- like starting amount of seventy thousand dollars starting to teach within that that 
place. Who's paying that? The taxpayer. And that's the thing is that I, that's why I was really against it was because I was like, you know, you got, you got so many earnest people out there working schlep jobs just to get into apprenticeship. They're paying taxes. And then you've got somebody who's already um, walked away from their obligation towards society. Um, Yes. They, they want to rehabilitate and everything. I think the art is good for that, but like you're, you're, you're putting professional people, taxpayers, all of these people under the thumb of basically your kind of messed up program. And then you're making business owners have to clean up the mess. And I told this Ooh. person, why, why won't you just have like a, like a grant or something like that when they get out of prison that will sponsor them and pay a shop owner to, to, you know, with your approval that they have reached certain marks of their rehabilitation and they have a grant money. If you have a budget that you don't want to let go of, cause that's really what it was they had a budget that they were, you know, exploring this, this whole new crafty thing that, um, you know, they're like, well, we can't stop them. And I was like, absolutely. You can stop them. How about paying your, your, um, you know, your guards more to stop them. And I was like, you know, how about, how about paying the people who are risking their lives and, and inside these facilities to enforce the laws that you are actually putting forth. And they yeah. were like, well, you know, it's a hepatitis risk. And I was like, no, more of a hepatitis risk within prison is sexual um is sexual misconduct and it is misconduct because they're considered a a person of the state they're not supposed to be having sex in prison it's there's a matter of consent that's there and same goes with tattooing and i was like that's against your policies so Mm -hmm. pay the people who are there to enforce the policies more but like don't keep doubling down on this delinquency you know, because all you're doing right. is screwing the people who ultimately are doing the right thing, you know, yeah. like they're doing everything right. I would be curious to know how that certification works when you come out of prison. Is it still the same as ours and you can technically go anywhere? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, what I did notice is after my interview with this person, the entire job description was taken down from the website. And um I, I was calling massive attention to this both, you know, and I'm, I'm from Maryland. I'm like, why do I, you know, why do I care about something that's happened in Minnesota? But I, I just guest spotted in Minnesota and I know people there and I care about them and I care about their yeah. businesses and, and uh, they weren't for it either. And, uh, yeah. and I know that whatever gets, you know, kind of passed as a precedent, it's just going to proliferate around the country. And I want it mm-hmm. to come here. You know, like I don't want it. You're so right on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm necessarily for it either. You know, for me, tattooing is such a culture, you know, from where it's come and where it's been, where it's been popular, such as the prison aspect of it. There's been a whole culture to that. I almost really hate to see that part of it change. Yeah. Um, I hate to see tattoos come out of prison that don't have toilet paper charcoal and metal flakes in it you know what I mean like there's such a culture to that that if we just mainstream everything we're no longer individuals and where we come from and what our story is and how we got here and the shit we had to learn with Mm -hmm. um, and things like that 
I, I do agree. There's a well, lot there's, more to worry about than tattooing in prison. There's always that too. And, and you're not going to be where you are forever. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. rehabilitating, then you have to have some forward thought about where you will be. And part of the thing that I really want to, you know, w- whether it is my clients that walk in and they're not, you know, lawbreakers, they're, they're my clients yeah. or they're somebody in prison is that this is your now you need to be thinking about the future when you're getting something mm-hmm. permanent and you're not going to be in this place forever. So, you know, if your budget is limiting your dream, then, then wait, wait and earn what mm-hmm. you need in order to make your dream happen. But don't, don't just respond to where you are right now. And if you are going to then pay the cost of what that is. I would say, I would venture to say too, you know, you get so many young, young kids that see this as a rock star lifestyle and they want to come into it. I mean, yeah, I mean, young 18, probably any age, honestly, given the human nature, but uh, it would be an opportunity that if you couldn't nail an apprenticeship or something, they're out here doing petty crimes anyway. Let me just uh, get arrested, go to prison for a year. I can go ahead and get that tattoo certificate like I wanted. And then I can come out and open my own shop and screw everyone else. I could see that happening because that's what's happening with the tattoo schools, you know, and yep. stuff here. And unfortunately, there's this thing now called Salon Suites. Have you heard about this? Do you guys have them up there? No, Salon tell me Suites. about it. So this, I don't know. <laughs> your, your face, you're kind of like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm so aggravated with this because they're making it so easy. And the, and the problem is that the the market, our market is going to be infiltrated with all of these artists that are coming in by the masses. And the more mainstream tattooing becomes, the more we're going to have coming into it, wanting to do the craft, to, to be that person. And um, what was I getting to on that? The salon suites. Salon suites. So yes. salon suites. Somebody said, let's go in. We're going to help all of these uh, stylists, hairstylists, and we're going to rent a huge space. We're going to break it up into many rooms, like 15 by 15 rooms. Each room has their own glass door and stuff. They lock and whatnot. And all of these little mini suites are rented out to any salon, that the person that wants to rent it out. Now, what that does is they're all individual businesses. They have caught on to the tattoo industry now. The kids that are coming out of the tattoo schools and even say if they were to do this prison system thing, they would have the opportunity to go over here to a salon suite or at their own room. Now they got their own business. And there's so many of them here that are doing that. And sadly, they're shop hopping because they don't want to commit to having to get along with other personalities. They get their panties in the wad the first time and they run like little crybabies and I'll just do it on my own. And we're Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of that here. But if we do good cover ups, I guess that's job security. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, (laughs) It's sad, though, because, um, you know, with that, it it just it just oversaturates the need for um, accountability. And mm-hmm. my parents, uh, I grew up in the salon industry, like in the in the beauty industry, and it's very overregulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the overregulations of it, um, there isn't the oversight. So there's all this all this regulation that you think, oh, well, they're doing this and that, and they're trying to protect the public. And there's this big 
this big like facade of like, oh, we're we're trying to look out for you. But at the end of the day, what it does is, as you're saying, basically, is that um, it creates an unequal playing field for people who are going to actually follow things and who do actually care about not only what they do, but how they do it, how clean mm-hmm. it is, how much they care about people. And the issue then becomes is you simply can't keep up with how many professionals you have working out there. Um, so you can't, there's no oversight because you run into a problem of not having enough health agents to actually go and account for all of these different professionals that you have working. Because if they all have their own independent businesses and their own independent spaces and they're bouncing around a whole bunch of places, how how do you keep them accountable to proper, you know, you know, how, how do you make sure that they're you, doing what they're supposed to do for their public? You know, you can't. They, well, they, they don't care. They, yeah. they honestly, I don't think they honestly care because like you just said, there are so many regulations to the hair community. I mean, you guys got to pass state testings. You have to complete so many hours of schooling and you're just cutting hair here. We're digging yeah. in skin all day long and they could care less. Yep. <laughs> we don't pass yeah. a single test. We take it on joe's signature over there that he says i'm good to go yes one well, and that's a that's a thing that you know i i just uh you know i, I don't really you know kind of it, it i don't know what the answer is because i think that mm-hmm. once you get um you know like you said as long as you know you're being integral i don't think that that you will be harmed by that in in a lot of ways but you are harmed by it by just how much work you have to do uh at the end of the day both both as a a business owner but also as like a professional that's meeting somebody who has been wounded by something like that and uh it's really hard to get their trust back after they've been hurt like that and dealing with clients that have had that kind of fallout in their experience is, is rough. Um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. They never developed that team mentality. And I think you miss out so much when you just continually isolate yourself because you're unwilling to work through issues or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, which that's okay. Let them sit over there by themselves, I guess. Hopefully one day they'll get wind in their sail. It's so weird to me because, you know, I was putting myself up on that panel because I'm in a private studio right now. I am pretty much my own entity, but I don't like it. I hate it. I was like, yeah, you get bored. <laughs> yeah. No one to talk to. There's, I, when you're, I'm, you're, I think one of the things that I, str- I struggle with personally is that when you're the best in the studio, you don't have anybody that you're chasing after, you know, type thing. But fortunately with the worldwide web and stuff, all I have to do is go to my Instagram feed and all of a sudden I feel like an apprentice again was some of the artwork I'd see. So it keeps me pretty humble in that regard. Totally. Totally. Well, and, and you know, um, I, uh, I, it's just a, I mean, I, I think it's not only a, a selfish vibe that I seek at times to like go and be around other artists and like, but it's also like 
offering up a piece of myself that might not be in that area at all. Like, you know, my style or something, you know, if there's oversaturation of a style, you go other places and, you know, in your town, you know, you're, you're accessible, but like you go someplace else, they don't have anybody that does, that does what you do. So, um, in that kind of respect, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not, (laughs) I, I think that I do good art. And I think that I uh, always put my best to things, but I think, I think, uh, I think the thing that I'm best at is imbuing trust from my clients and working with them so that when they wear whatever we design, we design it together. And so they're create. they have something that um, is so much more than the tattoo. It's like this, this moment that, that, is going to forever stay with them that that really like brings them back. And Mm -hmm. I I remember at at paradise Gabe was like, do you have a mailing list? And I was like, no, I don't have a mailing list. He's like, what? And I was like, he's like, how do you, how did people know to come back to you? Like, how do you get your regular clients back? You know? And I was like, oh, they come back. (laughs) They never, they they never leave. leave. (laughs) Like I have to be like, Hey, honestly, I'm not the best at this. Like you should probably see this person. They're like, I don't want to, I don't want to (laughs) go. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, and, and, and to your point about like, you know, you, you want to always learn and things like that. But uh, part of it too, is like kind of the ownership of what you bring to the table, like what you, what you uh, facilitate for other people, you know, having a business is about like being a part of a community and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And what I've heard from your story is that, um, you know, you haven't had your own kids, but you've taken on a lot of kids and you've facilitated a place and, and, um, you know, just like a, you know, a growth provoking environment for your community mm-hmm. and, uh, something that brings joy and, and light back to people. So it's so much, it's so much more, and it keeps expanding if you think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it sounds great, Lita, like you're doing a really cool thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and I, I think ultimately, um, when you have that kind of attitude, uh, everything's going to be all right, you know, hopefully my prayer is that the people that, uh, people will get into this with bad intentions that it, that it breaks them before they're able to do too much damage. I, I think that it does. Yeah. You, you know, eventually, because if, if we look around, if I look around to the people that are at our level or this many years in the industry, all the others fell away. Mm-hmm. You know, how many did we come up with that aren't there today? Eventually yeah. it, it will get them. Yeah. Well, in paradise too. I mean, I can't help but give such an homage to paradise because I oh mean, that God, was your, yeah. yeah, that was your place to kind of like light a fire and invoke that heat inside of you and inspire more growth and, learning and same thing with me, man. And now we both are, I mean, I really identified with what you said when you were standing up there and you were like, well, this was my first time, my first seminar. And, you know, back when I first came here, I was sitting in the seat and I -hmm. I wasn't speaking up here and now I'm speaking, you know, it's really Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's been on my dream board for many years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Teaching. 
um, yeah. especially at, at Paradise. So it was it was pretty good. I've I've taught seminars. I've been honing it in for a while, yeah. but uh, that was by far my biggest one yet. What made you um, really keen on the mastectomy part of things? Like, what was the hook there? Do you remember the first? Oh, yeah, it's the 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 whole point of the story. Um, let's see, I'll short line it. It's about four years into my career, and I'm in the South, so women are very conservative and proper. And a lady, 68 years old, her name is Alice, she came into the store one day, and she's like, I wanted to talk to somebody about possibly covering up some scars. She started telling me her story. I'd never met her. Uh, she hadn't had sex with her shirt off since she had the mastectomy 12 years prior. She had a boyfriend, that rode a motorcycle, and... Um, He'd never seen her topless. She cried every day when she got out of the shower. Um, and she always wore shirts, you know, way up here. It didn't matter how high it, hot it got and stuff like that. And her, her story was so touching to me. Now, I've never been touched with breast cancer. Had no idea it existed. Never seen a woman without boobs. Didn't know this was an issue with women not having them, so on and so forth. So I was completely naive and I said, well, you know, at the end of the consultation, I said, I got to see, I got to look. And when she took her shirt off, one of the most important things is you never have a reaction. Um, doesn't matter how bad it is. And I didn't have a reaction with the exception of just a few tears. And then I kind of cried together with her that day. And I said, Alice, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something to make you feel beautiful again. And it was the transformation, the metamorphosis mm -hmm. of her uh, so many years ago, 12 years ago, that in that or 10 years ago, in that moment, I knew exactly why I was in this industry. Now I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together a little bit. You know, I'm going back to the journey and the voice speaking and I'm going, OK, OK, this is starting to make sense now. And uh, so then I spent the next couple of years trying to get people to pay attention to me that I wanted to pursue this as a career didn't get any didn't get anything and the story goes on from there which is what ultimately led led me to Florida but in the beginning Alice Alice was the one she was it she was everything it just took one I had no doubt I've never looked back I've chased it Ever since, ever since I have chased it with all I've had to make a difference in these women's lives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. Oh, I love it. It, it, I, it made me really happy when you like looped it around to the voice yeah. and, and you had said when you back then that it was divine. And mm -hmm. I do think it's divine when that happens. And I, I do think that, uh, yeah, I was kind of touching on that when it comes to not being the best artist necessarily, but when you're gifted, when you're gifted yeah. and you have a power to to do something and to bring somebody back in a way, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. When I when I went to my very first tattoo convention, old scruffy biker dude, white hair, long white beard, you know, he's at his station. I'm in here like an infant just <laughs> drooling at the mouth and I'm like what can you I literally my intent was to go to as many people as I could and be like what advice would you give me as a new artist right now like that was my quest and 
two things stuck out to me uh, in that whole conference that I still remember and carry with me today. And I pass on to my kids just the same. And the first one was as a female in this industry, you can be good. You can be half-assed, but if you approach it with confidence, you will be successful. So I always didn't matter what I was. I approached everything with the utmost confidence. I can be in the bathroom praying 30 seconds prior, hoping to God, calling on everything, you know, I can possibly do to come in and, and be with me on this day because I'm so nervous. But when I come out of that bathroom, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So that was one thing that uh, uh, stuck with me there. And um, now I'm so caught up on that. I can't remember the second one, but I can, I know who it was. It was a gentleman named uh, Johnny Nobody. That was his, that was his I name, Johnny that. Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> he ended up moving. He's over in Kissimmee, Florida, I believe. He's not too Oh, really? Far. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, so those were little pivotal things, I think, in the beginning that, that gave me those, those keys to walk forward with the utmost confidence in pursuing something even like this, because you walk into a doctor's office, you better have confidence, girl. Yeah. They play around. They're not, they're not fucking around. Right. So, yeah. Well, and, and, and also they don't know you, so you have to be able to advocate for yourself too. And, mm-hmm. and what you're what your boundaries are, you know, like, I think that's the truth in in any business really is that we we come to play. And if you're not ready to play, man, get out, get out now. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great advice for all of those, all of those, you know, fields and and ways. I, I, I do think that confidence goes a long way. Um, and like you said, you know, it, it, it's, it's like that pre-fight hype that you have to have, like where you just kind of like, okay, what do I need? What do I need? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like kind of pray about it, like ask and go through a few things. My thing with uh, public speaking is always like having arguments to myself. I must look like a, a freaking lunatic, but I'm <laughs> always, I always like, uh, you know, like pose the question to myself and then like debate it from every angle it's like it's like 3d chess of whatever i'm talking about and then i'm like mm-hmm. okay you're ready you can, t- yeah. <laughs> you can handle it <laughs> yeah because i i think the worst is if i think the worst now as like a, a older person is to um you know when somebody asks you why you did it you go i don't know like that's the worst. I don't ever want to be that person. I want to be, I want to have a reason. I want everything yeah. that I do to yeah. have a reason. Yeah. I'm too freaking old to, yeah. to not have a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel that about you hard. Um, and you're good too. Like your, your face is, uh, and I don't, I mean that you're, you're, you do, you have a very nice, um, uh, demeanor about you as far as like when you said you can't react like it's just calm it has confidence it's like you know we're gonna do this it's it's not panicky and you're right mm-hmm. you can't you can't have any of those things it has to be very clinical it has to be um something where you really are attentive um I find that hardcore um I had a I I do well I used to I haven't done it in a while, but do some new modeling. And uh, there was a couple guys that I was trying to like, you know, help them 
open their portfolio. And, uh, you know, you, you can't really get people as a guy to take their clothes off for you until you have a few people that have taken their clothes off for you or else everybody's going to mm-hmm. think you're a serial killer. Right. And, <laughs> and that was one of the things that I had to go through with uh, one of them, at least, was uh, he had said something about something being sexy. And I was like, well, nope, no, don't ever say that. Don't yeah. Ever professional say that. people. Yeah. Yep. I was like, now, if you're doing a certain kind of shoot, maybe if it's if it's geared that way, I said, but we did a consultation. Don't ever say that because that's going to put a, that's mm-hmm. going to make a woman just like seize up, mm-hmm. you know, and we we want to feel sexy, but we have to feel sexy um, with that professionalism and that coaching and that guiding and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think as soon as you feel like you're in a, in a sexual kind of realm, it it feels really confronting and very off. Like you said, you didn't like the fact that, that a lot of the flirting would happen in the spaces Mm -hmm. where it needed to be about servicing this person and and helping them in a way Mm -hmm. that was not about that at all. They couldn't even, you know, like Alex, she couldn't even approach her own sexual life with the privacy of her own home with people that she trusted in Mm -hmm. that arena. So it's not going to go over well if you're doing that, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's really important that if you want to be a person, and I would think that if you're doing photography or anything like that, that's what you want to give people is this liberation, this, this feeling like they can, they can be a part of something like that too. This embracing of, you know, their, their bodies and their expression and all of these things. Um, so yeah, I, I just everything you said is amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> is there you any hear the rest of the story sometime? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we have like a, I mean, you know, these things go on for a while. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to offer up, uh, I, uh, oh, I have a question. Okay. Uh, beyond, uh, I guess. Now that you're going to be a tattoo grandmother, how mm-hmm. does that look? Do you, you know, do beyond the photo shoot where like you're all going to, you know, sit around with the baby? Um, do you, do you counsel, you know, as a grandmother, what like your <clears throat> apprentice into her apprenticeship? Like, how is that like in being a salon owner and then fostering somebody who's apprenticing someone? Cause that can get like muddled fostering. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, you know, for a while, um, she has been on me about wanting an apprentice for two years because with my studio, with our studio, it's uh, it's a teaching studio. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come in under me and I teach you everything that I know, and then somebody new comes into the studio, it's not expected, but it's respected. Right. that your knowledge goes into that person just the same, just like you were helped along or, the, you know, one hand's always reaching back to pull the other one up. So with the, with the new one coming in, cause I wouldn't let her have one. I'm like, you're not ready. You're not ready. I'm like, you, you're 30 minutes work to late or, or late to work every day. You know, how are you going to be a role right. model for somebody when you can't even show up on time? And um, so we battled it out, but she's at the point that I felt she was ready She's got the knowledge. What knowledge she doesn't have, I have. So I feel really secure in that. And as far as her taking her on and where I will stand with that, I will stand with the belief that I 
trained her and I raised her to be who she's supposed to be and to carry that torch forward for me. So I'm going to step aside and she's going to do all of it. If there's issues to deal with with her, that's on her to deal with it. And she will more than likely consult me as she still does today on any issues before she confronts them and how they should be handled um, for this, for the the sanity of the studio and the other artists in there and the client. You know, there's a fine line. You still have to weigh balance of, you can't just get hateful with people. You got to be professional. So I'm going to step aside and let her do that. I think she will do it very well. I do think she'll consult me a lot. But we're an open training studio. Her husband comes in and works with us, who's been in the industry for 20 years. Um, I worked with him for years before they met. And um, it's been, uh, he, he comes in and he's got a lot to offer to the table too. So there's different people to come in that bring different knowledge to the table for everyone to really get a good roundabout thing but being a grandmother is this one i'm gonna have the fun in it and i'm gonna let her deal with all the problems i like that (laughs) i like that that's really cool okay diary listeners tis the season for giving wonderful things to family and friends and what better than a handcrafted gift that you can order from aspiring artists who are out there hustling basically doing everything that we're doing here on this podcast, pursuing passion. I got two for you. Both of them have actually been on the podcast. There's Tara Bell, and you can find her at Tara Kendall Creations. That's where you can also find her on Etsy. She has wonderful merchandise there for sale. And like I said, she puts so much love and care into the creations that she makes. Great, great artwork. It's very seasonal. It's very, very specific to that perfect person in your life. Same goes for my other friend, Ken Madden. Ken you can find at Mad K Studio, and that's M-A-D-D-K underscore studio. And you can also find him at madkstudio.com. There you can find lots of beautiful merchandise that he has for sale. You can also request a commission. Now, I would rush if you want him to do something specific for the gearhead in your family. If you have a car that you know that they would love to have a commission of, contact him so he has more than enough time to get it done by Christmas. But he does do specific commissions. There's also Horrible Designs horribledesigns.com that you can go and you can purchase some of Ken's work. He sells t-shirts there, coasters, all manner of different things that you can have for that gearhead again in your family that would love something like that. It's beautiful work, everyone. Both of them have stunning artwork. So go check them both out. Try to buy from whoever you think is small and local. These these guys, I mean, Tara's local to Maryland. Ken's out there in uh in the Midwest, so he's uh but he you know he's pursuing his passion and his dream, and I would love for all of you to just encourage that. The more that we give to people like that, the more we uplift each other. So God bless and thank you both for just making it happen. Is it slow season for you? Are you having cancellation after cancellation? Well, my friend, it might be time to reinvent your tattoo game. 
This is the time for me to remind you that through this podcast, you can scroll down in our show notes and actually get a link for 10% off a Reinventing the Tattoo subscription. You will be guided through mountains of, of information. It's just a wealth of knowledge for you. Up your game, scale what you know, and don't feel the pang of the season so much rededicate to your education. If you are a studio owner, I can't think of a better gift to give your studio than a subscription to Reinventing the Tattoo. We can't get any better than Guy Atchison, really, in in the amount that he gives us and what he explains through Reinventing the Tattoo canon. So go. Give something awesome so that you can have a bright, fresh, reinvented new year and perhaps... In 2024, as you're approaching 2025, it's not going to feel the same as it does today. Back to our podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I only asked because uh, of recent, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know about this. I didn't even think about it because I was like your apprentice. I are, you know, uh, she's now going to be an apprentice, uh, mentor rather, but I was like her, I wanted to have an apprentice, uh, under somebody else. And, um, I, you know, I just wanted, I just wanted the experience of teaching somebody and felt up to the challenge of that and mm-hmm. thought it would be a lot like, um, what you're doing. It, it got muddled at times, but without going too far in that, I talked to somebody else and he was like, yeah, I took an apprentice under someone else uh, in, under their shop. And I charged for this, but unbeknownst to me, the, the owner like kind of snaked in and wanted to have the apprentice sign a, a contract saying if they hadn't finished their apprenticeship, that they would owe him money. And, yeah. but off of my efforts. And I was like, Oh, God, that's awful. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that that, that would be a thing. And, but we were talking about how, you know, now that I've experienced what I've experienced, I probably wouldn't apprentice somebody, uh, unless I was running my own shop, um, just for those reasons, like, uh, just, Mm -hmm. you know, my own reasons and how it got muddled. Um, but then that was an added one. So I think that that's wonderful, Lita, that you're having that kind of grace. Uh, the way you're working, because it does, it it just, when you have that kind of attitude of not only gratitude, but, but, but giving, you know, passing that torch down and trusting mm-hmm. that what you have given somebody matters and is integral. I think you can fully like kind of let go and know that it will bring back all the awesomeness that it's supposed to. And that you don't have to control things from that place of fear or needing to control. So that's really cool. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. The girl, so she's getting an art degree. She'll be finished for college in, in May or whatever. She's writing on a softball scholarship. So she's committed to sports and stuff and whatnot. Awesome. But this year she spent her summer break coming into the studio every day. And then she'll be in for Christmas break spending the time in the studio because I require regardless of who you're apprenticing under you're not you're not coming in until you've passed the test with everybody in the studio and um, I really adore this particular person who kind of ties back to my wife and her mother um, who owned an animal hospital and 
anyway, Brielle's grandmother works for the hospital and has worked for them for how long? 20 years or better, probably. Wow. Uh, so it's awesome. interesting. I've never met her before. So it's interesting. She's come into our shop when her grandmother has worked for her mother's shop for so long. Uh, and we didn't know who she was. And it was just a total random event. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It, it feels divine. <laughs> yeah. Her grandmother, however, hates tattoos and thinks we're all going to hell. So <laughs> oh. well, I'll pray for her. Yeah. yeah, I'll pray yeah. for she's her. in good hands grandma I'll take over from here <laughs> yeah well I mean that's a funny thing because I'm now uh I go to church and everything and I've had you know different aspects of it but uh, I do believe that you know we're all called to different things like you said that divine mm -hmm. that divine spirit and you know the concept of God is that it's an omnipresence force that mm -hmm. doesn't exist in a linear time it, it's it's all time and space there there is no human concept of time it is mm -hmm. everything all at once you know our our minds as a person can't conceive of that so when people say things about my tattoos I'm like God already knew I would have these <laughs> Here's what I like to tell him in, in Revelations, I think it's chapter four, uh, uh -huh. when Jesus comes back on the white horse, yeah. um, it says that it is literally written upon his thigh, King of King and Lord of Lords. To me, that's a tattoo, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's... I'm going to be out front. Oh, you guys are awesome. She is beautiful. I'll see ya. Hi, I love your hair. <laughs> she loves your hair. I know. It's epic. <laughs> it's like the Amazon lady. I love it. I'm so jealous, but <laughs> God bless. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But yeah, like yeah. I, I, I just, I find that funny when um, people stick to that as a, uh, a thing. Uh, and I, I, I do sincerely pray for her grandmother because uh, it'll, it'll, it'll wreck her potential of having connection with her granddaughter. And that's sad, you know, like that's, that's sad. Uh, I think a little bit. Um, once she gets started with me though, I mean, I really run a solid place, not tooting my horn, but I really run an integrity, very, very, very well-respected studio with everyone in the community across the board, um, including the medical community and stuff. So I think once she sees that she's a part of that, as all the others have done once they realize they're not just in a back alley shop working with bikers smoking dope out the back door, which is usually me. None of them smoke. I smoke like a freight train. <laughs> You're like, that's, what, uh, that's, that's all I do. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a very important part of my process. Um, like most artists, though, I'm very, very bipolar, bipolar one. I am medicated and that is just kind of keeps me at a normal function. Uh, for the I day hear yeah 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 I can really get out there when I have my my flip out spells so nobody wants that yeah <laughs> nobody you, wants that you sound very aware like I met you too um you had a friend with you and you're like it nothing good comes when I'm to myself so I, I brought a friend yeah. <laughs> yes and I yeah. think that's good yeah it does I mean this is a lot to control, girl. I know. I, know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Know, you. The, <laughs> I feel you. Get carried away. 
<laughs> well, and I have, uh, I have codependency. So, you know, a lot of my, uh, I, I, I regulate myself better if I have somebody to do it for. And if I have, you know, people to account for, like it helps the accountability mm-hmm. for me, like you said about your apprentice, you're, you're 30 mi- minutes late all the time. Like you can't be a mentor for somebody. You have to stand as an example. So, you know, yeah. when you, when you know those things about yeah. yourself, yeah. Yeah. But it it takes, what are you passing on if you're not passing it on? You know, I'm raising you to be an independent, successful business owner and tattoo artist and tattoo artist. You know, there's two parts to that. Um, it, it's all encompassing from our mental health to our personalities, to how mm-hmm. we run a studio, to how well we tattoo, how well we deal with people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a full gamut. So if you don't, if you can't bring that to the table, you're not ready for right. an apprenticeship. And part of being a business owner is you show up on time. You're there early. The doors are open. If your hours say 11 to 7, the doors are open 11 to 7. You know, you don't get done at 5 and bail. Um, it's little things like that. So until you're at that point, you're not ready. Yeah. And I do like the fact that, you know, that there's acceptance of the things that you have to confront without them being an excuse as to why you can't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's, I think that's important. And I do think, uh, you're right about, uh, the family and the grandmother and things like, cause it's happened to my family, you know, like they, I've been a challenge. I've been a certain kind of crazy and in my, Mm -hmm. my experience too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now I know how to regulate it. It took a lot, but I, I, I know how to regulate it and I don't make it a reason not to, I just manage it. And, uh, I make sure it's not anybody else's problem, but my own. Uh, and if it has to be somebody else's thing to help me with, then I make sure I go to the right resources to, to take that out on, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But yeah. Um, like you, I very much so, uh, I like the idea that one of the girls that I was going to bring to paradise, they couldn't come because they had a lot of family stuff going on, but she mm-hmm. contacted me. She has my cell phone number. She's one of the few that I let have them. She's a 15 year old girl and I wanted her to come to paradise so that she could, you know, see all of us weirdos successfully, you know, mentoring each other and doing a really cool thing. She came a couple years ago and loved it. And she, you know, is growing up, and she contacted me a little while ago and she said, I have autism. And I was like, you want a list of the things I have? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm fairly certain I'm on the spectrum too. I was like, I, I have codependency. I have adult ADD. I'm fairly certain I have narcissistic tendencies that I'm aware of, but I, I try to manage. They're there though. And I was like, I got food addiction. I got, <laughs> I got people addiction. I got, I got like all these things, but I still make a good living and I'm still a successful mm-hmm. human being. It's like you said, you just got to have that confidence. You can't let it get in the way of what you can actually do in this world, you know? It's right. uh, it's very important. <laughs> I'll pause yeah. for us for a second. You poor thing. <laughs> no, that's listen. I I'm doing it. I don't. I'm doing I it. I love it. I roll it. I <laughs> love this style. This is so cool. I task yours. <laughs> I dig uh, you, girl. I can't wait to get to Florida. <laughs> you, you should get to Florida and just. It, I mean, 
I can't say enough about Dawn specifically. She she was a very integral part of opening the studio. It took me, her, and Sierra, um, the three of us, in in taking this venture. And uh, she has just brought so much to the table with that. You're going to absolutely. I'm telling you, you're going to leave with stick figure. I love. I leave. I think I will. I think I will. Um, I love that. Quite you're going to leave with a stick figure. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah. let I me tell it. you i i have had <laughs> when we so it all started i host art nights every now and then and basically we just invite other shops uh our closer shops that we're you know really friends with and stuff and we all get together for a night off of tattooing to just create art and drink and um Dawn showed up one night and she sat there and played her game the whole time. And you can't leave. You have to submit a piece of art. If you show up, you got to produce art or yeah. you're not welcome or you're not invited back. <laughs> and even though she's co-owner with the studio with me, the rules didn't bend for her. I love and, it. Uh, but she drew this stupid stick figure, right? And then uh -huh. it became... And then it was, let me tattoo this on you. And then the next day, like Sierra's client, he's like, oh, I got one, you know, we should do another. And and then her friends at work saw it. So Dawn's been with Publix Groceries for over 30 years and oh, wow. knows everyone in the entire state of Florida, I think, that works for Publix, which was another good boost in opening a studio. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she, she showed somebody at work and they were like, oh, I got a birthday coming up. I'd love an astronaut. And when we did that one, I had I had just gotten just drunk enough to say, let's go live. This was before COVID. <laughs> and that that was all it took. Oh my goodness. And it's still it's still going today. I, I was gonna it. say when I when I came to Paradise Tattoo Gathering, you know, she always wants to feel a part of everything. So I took her business cards. And I had everything was branded boobs and tattoos with the exception of this stack of business cards that said crooked lines from start to finish by Dawn. And I oh, want you to God. know what, what didn't even end the first night and all of them were gone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was that like, is... what do you know? I'm up here with all this fancy smancy shit. And all your stuff is the ones that go first. Thank you, Carol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and it's like, just, it's like you said at the top, man, like people, you can't take things too seriously. Like I'm a pretty serious person, but I love, I love the ability to just, just find the funny, you know, like you got to find mm -hmm. the funny or you're going to cry. And the best is if you can laugh and cry at the same time. Like if you're laughing so hard, you just can't, you can't not cry. So that kind of joy, it just, uh, and in our, in our industry, it does, it gets so serious that, you know, it's wonderful if you can loosen it up and, you know, do something like that. And I think it's a refreshing atmosphere too, uh, to have somebody like that in a learning studio, because then there's not this, this hesitancy like I said, to, to, to feel like you can, or you can't draw like, or you, yeah. I, I, you know, I met, I, I have like one person's first tattoo on me and mm -hmm. she was so like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. This is, 
dude, I wouldn't have thought that you were a good prospect to be an apprentice. And she wasn't my apprentice, but I did pretty much put her before her mentor and said, you should, you should probably look at this girl. Mm-hmm. I said, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't see you being a wild success at this, like, like there. So of course I want your first 100% because this is right. going to be OG. This is going to be something that is a collector's item that nobody else will get this. I get this right. and I want it. And of course it's, you know, it, it might not be perfect, but I don't, I really don't think it's going to be that bad. And it's also going to be something where I can help advance your career and learning because I know what a tattoo should feel like. So I can inform right. you a lot better from, from that place than any of the people that you can work on. And I look at you, you work on, I can let you know, you're, you're not, you're not pulling hard enough. You're not stretching enough. You're not, you're not, you know, like some lines I was like, hey, that, that wasn't the line that, that didn't, that didn't go in the skin. <laughs> you got to hurt me a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. But she was great. And I, I, to this day, I, I love the tattoo she gave me it was a little tooth perfect and um you know like the the metamorphosis that's a that's a sign of change too like when your teeth fall out you get new teeth and I I thought that that was such a great um symbol of her of her transition into her career but like that ice is a lot easier broken if you have somebody like Dawn in the studio where people are like Mm -hmm. oh Instead of like comparing themselves, like you said, to Instagram, where in a moment you can be in 15 years and think, oh my God, how do I, I compete? <laughs> yeah, how do I compete with this? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's so great. It's so great. I love Dawn yeah. now too. Crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to get I, one. I will get one. I, 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 I feel assured. You should just do a podcast with her and you can ask her story and go over your side of the story. I'm telling you what, she is, you just have to meet her. She's her own person. Like literally one of the most unique characters you'll ever meet. She definitely stands out in the crowd. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I already love her. I love her hair. I love, I love what she does, her business <laughs> card. Like all of it. Like it's so great. Uh, this is great. Uh, Lita, is there, um, I guess if you were to give a nod, I mean, of course, Dawn, of course, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I guess the people that work with you on a continual basis mm-hmm. and, you know, the community that you're around, but is there, are there people that you uh, look up to or that, or, you know, it doesn't have to be in tattooing. It could just be, you know, you want to give a shout out to. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's been so many people. I know this is such such a common one, such a common one. Oprah. It's Winfrey. hard though because there's been a lot. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. O- Oprah Winfrey. When she started doing those uh, Super Soul Sundays and Masterclass episodes, I don't know if you watch those or not. I'm I'm yeah. real big on if I read a book or listen to something, it's got to be building myself for something better. I've got to be honing in. I got to figure out where I'm, I'm going wrong. How can I make myself better? You know, what can I implement in my life? And um, not just for myself, but how I deal with my studio, because that is a majority of my life right there in a nutshell. I birthed it. I created it. I grew it. It's growing. You know, it's finally a ship that runs on its own steam. 
I don't have to sit there and row every fucking day anymore. Um, but I think Oprah <clears throat> in those courses really gave me the means to kind of create that professional person with the attitude that I saw myself as a woman presenting as, because we only have that vision. It's not that we act that in the moment. And so I would just with her, I always came to the table with anything. And I would be like, how would the woman I want to be react to this? And then I would go do that. And I learned a lot of that through her classes because I learned about the woman I wanted to be through the profession and the people that she had taken upon herself to interview or felt like how that contribution to society. Um, so I have to say, and she's on my dream board still. She's been on my dream board for 15 years. She doesn't know it. She's going to meet me one day. I mean, that's going to be the most epic thing is the day that she meets me. And uh, It will be for I, her. <laughs> I thought I got close once. I thought I got close once because I had a client in the chair whose best friend was a video producer for her. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh, maybe I can make a phone call. But, you know, nothing ever transpired from that. But that one little incident proved to me it's coming. It's yeah. common. It's not common. But it's That's there. That's awesome. just one little inch closer to that direction. So Oprah Winfrey is definitely one of them. Um, I have to say, uh, I got to give shout outs to those who went before us in the industry that really kind of helped pave the way. And that, that you know, that's a not just one or two people, but many people. And so for me personally, that was Gabe Ripley and, and Fawn Baker and Alex DePossi, Nick Baxter, Bob Tyrell, Nico Hurtado. You know, I've learned from all of them. I've taken their seminars and stuff like that. And I think they just really, the humbleness, Gunner and oh even God, Jeff, yes. Jeff Gogway. Jeff Gogway is so sweet. He is so sweet. Just contributing and contributing to the point that they shared beyond their tattoo. They shared their personal lives. They shared their history, you know, and stuff. And feeling having the freedom to be open and not ashamed um, was one thing that all of them taught me in the highest regard for that, because we come from a community where you don't share anything, you know, and here yeah. these people are out here and they're sharing it all, even some of their deepest secrets. I'm like, damned if I'd have said that on, on stage, but okay, you know, and it was <laughs> still, it was great. It was great learning lessons in that. Um, there are so many people, my wife, you know, she's another big uh, inspiration to me and supportive in all of my endeavors. She gets mad when I take on new projects because we have very little time now, but <laughs> you know, I, I can't stop in that regard. So there's, there's a list of people I, I would say that that's probably my top ones right now. My mother, I'm going to give it out awesome. to my mom. Um, yeah, she, she started with making me believe that I can do anything. You know, she, she really honed that in on me. Um, I remember playing music. I was a very young girl. I come from an artistic family, a lot of musicians. And um, I would go and I would compete in these violin competitions and I would play for state, stuff like that. And we did it every year. And she, during those years of just being young like that, I remember getting nervous. I'd go in the bathroom, I'd throw up. I wouldn't want to do it. And she would never let me quit. You know, never let me quit. She always said, if you believe you can do this, you can do it. And I get your ass back in there and try it again. And she never let me back in from that. And I got to say, all of that came into play with the hardships that we do face in the industry. 
I yeah. was determined to be a success. She made me believe I can do anything I wanted. And I didn't care what they said. I was going to do it. So. Awesome. Yeah. God yeah. bless the moms. Cause I, <laughs> I feel you. Mine hasn't been an easy one either, but same thing. She was like, what you put yourself to, you better finish, better mm-hmm. finish. finish so it. Yeah. that's awesome. I love that. It's such a good list. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the other thing was, you know, if you, if you're not going to give it 150%, don't even waste your time. Yeah. It's not even worth doing. And yep. uh, little by little, you know, all those years that stuck with me. Yep. So. Lita, this has been amazing. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I know I'm one of the, the many things that I'm sure you have just taken on. So please be sure to tell Dawn that I appreciate borrowing you for this time. <laughs> I will do that. I will do yeah. Send her a, You know what? She loves beer. Send her beer. She'll be happy. I will. I will. <laughs> That's the way um, to her heart. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you're, you're local in the community. I mean, let's, let's put out this into the universe. I mean, what's her favorites Let, I need to know, like, uh, I mean, Bud beer light. in general, but Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Slack. That's it. Okay. Well, that's good. We, we came down to it. Yeah. I mean, there's Bud Light's it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, cool. That'll be an easy thing for anybody to, you know, throw at her. (laughs) I love it. I will. When I come, I'm getting some Bud Light and I'm going to get me a sick figure. Love it. And you're going to have an amazing time. (laughs) I already know I am. I have, I've had an amazing time with you. You're, you're a joy. So I'm going to uh, Oklahoma. I'm actually doing a guest spot with Renee. Renee oh, yeah? Little. Yeah, the end of April, I'll be up that way. Um, I've already marked it off on my calendar to be out there for like five or six days and uh, go fuck around in Oklahoma, see what I can find out. I need to get her on the show. That's another one I want to get on here because she is actually, she has her own apprenticeship, like uh that like seminar that she kind of gives to kind of ferret out whether or not people are dedicated so she's definitely an entity I want to get on there but uh I'll have to ask her if she has more than one more than one place available at her shop that would be cool she told me she had plenty of room oh cool so you should fly out there and do a guest spot at the same weekend do it I know I would I would love that so may may what to what we're going to put this out in the universe. So Hold on, I gotta the more people the know about this, that <laughs> I love middle America too. And I've heard Oklahoma is pretty cool. She, she says she has a lot of boobs out there, I guess a lot of women that needed services. And uh, oh, that's awesome. So I'm going, uh, I'll probably have my calendar filled, but I'm going to expand upon my boobs. I love it. My boob collection. Your boob collection. (laughs) My boob collection. I have, this is a fun story. So um, when I was at um, my second apprenticeship and I graduated already, but we were on a strip, uh, like a, you know, a strip mall kind of thing. And on foot, we had uh, a a couple strippers from the, the strip club down the way on foot giving goodie bags to drum up business and coupons for the strip club. Now, I don't know what kind of hard times, but I guess the strippers were getting some, you know, some exercise and things like that, getting out, you know, like doing their thing. And in there was a plush stress ball boob. And it is my favorite asked for like squeeze thing. So I don't know if you have boobs that like, like stress balls at your shop. 
people have been talking to me about it, but I, yeah. Dude, it is people are, I, I have several that I offer people and they're like, no, I want the boob. <laughs> yeah. And it's like stuck up on the wall so in this comforting. really weird way. Yeah. And it has like, you know, it has like the little nipple and everything. I had to glue it on because I had some tyrant that was like picking the nipple off of it. And I don't know who it is, but I don't want to be in the bedroom with them. That's not my thing. But like, so was like I had to like stick the nipple back on. <laughs> but yeah, that that is my most uh, uh, wanted and sought after uh, stress ball. <laughs> the boob uh, <laughs> from night shift yeah, go love go love on those ladies they they need you apparently i don't know how much they need you but they're good people and they're willing to go on foot for their profession that's awesome <laughs> i know <laughs> and give out boobs that everybody loves like you know it's, it is awesome <laughs> it is awesome i feel so fortunate that i can uh, be so confident with my boobs and go around and just tell people I'm known for my boobs. And uh, let me show, I mean, it's, it's such a big thing and uh, I can own that. And, yeah. and people will look at me kind of weird. And the moment I explain it, they're like, Oh my God, you know, and they're just so thankful. I love it. I have like an edge in on that. <laughs> well, have you know that if, if Amy falls short, or if they're wherever in the presence of two Amy's, and this is where this usually comes out. Um, a nickname amongst friends because in my timeline Amy was a big name it was that and Jennifer um, so I, I find myself around a lot of them my nickname is N- Nipples <laughs> Nipples Nipples. <laughs> my boss's daughter uh, couldn't well she couldn't she knew her money but sometimes she'd confuse nickels and nipple as a word and so my last name is Nichols. so I was like oh that's funny so she'd come into the shop and she'd be like hello Amy Nipples <laughs> Do you want to know what's funny is I um, recently, uh, within the last few months, got connected with this this fundraiser, or not fundraiser, but this uh, local nonprofit foundation found me, and they raised money to pay help pay women to get their tattooing done after breast cancer, and the name, you can look this up, their name is Nichols for Nipples. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I love so that. Your, your I should probably contact nipples, them. Nickels. Nickels for nipples. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that fits so perfectly. I feel like I feel like that's a sign. Uh, it is a sign. <laughs> well, we were meant to meet. I do think it's all divine. And yeah. I I, you know, it all stems from such integral things i mean you know all of this like the my podcast like i try to be like very organic i'm just letting it grow slow but since this last time at paradise man like the at first i had to like pull interviews out of people like it was like i couldn't Mm -hmm. get them on and now i have people like you who are like amazing and nick baxter is gonna be on like i'm i'm getting interviews that i i just didn't even think I could. And it's, it's pretty exciting. I, I'm not going to do anything with it except for embrace it and be super excited. And yeah, just you know, enjoy the journey. I'm telling you, man, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you in it. <laughs> do you want to announce your um, guest spot for anybody who wants to come out to see you? Like you might be full already, but you know, reach out to you for the next time you're there. Or, like, you know, just spread the word for the Oklahoma trip and for me so I can contact Renee too. And maybe See you too. 
Um, yeah, we do. We do have guest spots available for anybody that wants to swing through. Um, now with that though, we're not like a walk-in shop necessarily, mm -hmm. unless I advertise, I kind of control that with advertisement because we, most of us book months in advance. So mm -hmm. I don't really need that. But, um, that being said, if you book months in advance, I can have a calendar, you know, scheduled for you based on what you do and what you can provide because we have so much overflow. Um, so there's usually always a chair available. I'm never going to, yes. so we've got one, two, three, four, I'd say six, six stations, Nice. four of which are in use full time. And the other two, which are just rotators for people that come and go. Beautiful. And, uh, I have two, three other artists that come and go on a regular, on a regular basis. Um, one of my friends out of Virginia, she came down Friday the 13th. I was in Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a big deal. So she came in and sort of filled my spot for me while I was out of town. Aww, but, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it's nice to have friends like that. I'm going to be reaching out for you. And then your time with Renee will be, did you figure it out? Oh, that, that yes, that we're flying out April 13th. April 13th. Oh, that's cool. And I haven't decided if we're coming back on like the next Thursday or I really need to talk to her more in depth about how many days we're looking at booking, what her hours of operation and stuff are. But I just went ahead and marked like an entire week off so that I had the wiggle room. But we're definitely flying out on the 13th, though. Fantastic. Well, I will. I'll hit her up and try to do that. And for anybody listening, when you listen to this, Renee Little is somebody to know, and she's just amazing. Like her personality is infectious and, um, such a talent as well so look her up yeah. that's definitely a shout out to have uh do you yeah. have any closing things that you want to leave people with don't give up uh fight your battles when you know you know if you think if you feel like where you're where you're supposed to be uh stick with that and if it doesn't work out in one place it doesn't mean you're out just uh i love it and yeah don't show up without a portfolio by god yeah. How many of them show up without a portfolio? I mean, it's if you don't have one, we're gonna we're gonna cast you back out there and make sure you get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's funny. I think words of advice for the women out there, this was this was one of the other things uh that came years ago. And I'm sorry my children in the background are barking. Oh no, but sorry. um as a woman, we do not negotiate what we're worth. Yep. I That's like it. that. I love that. There's no negotiation. Remember that every client that comes in, no, we don't negotiate our worth, you know, and as long as you stick with that, but you have to know your worth. So know your worth, know your worth and know it respectfully. Yes. And then never negotiate from that. Um, I agree. That's the big thing. I agree with give that. Give back, give back. If you've been given to give it back. Well, and that's how way. You feel confident uh, not having to explain your worth because you know how much you gave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So if somebody will we'll close on this and then say our goodbyes, but uh, if somebody wants to reach out and work with you, um, what are the best ways to get in touch with you? And then where can they follow you? Um. The person, my personal Instagram that I use most of the time, it's real simple. My name's Lita, L-I-T-A. If you just Google search artist Lita, 
you're going to find me. That's my email address, artistlita at Gmail, artistlita on Instagram, artistlita.com. You can also search boobsandtattoos.com or Instagram. Um, I own the trademark on that, which is amazing. I love Um, that. I know, right? Took me a year and a half, but I got it, girl. I got it. (laughs) Not negotiate. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, as far as reaching out, oh gosh, I've gotten so busy that I don't do most of my messaging anymore. I I have finally hired out (laughs) that task to another person. Um, Good for you. So when you reach out, they work directly with me on most everything. So just shoot a message. We prefer email. That's where we sort of catalog because you can get so much going on with all these different social medias and stuff that we have to keep up with. Uh, So email is usually the direct way. Send an email, you'll get a response usually within 24 hours. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. You're awesome. Let's do it again. Yes, we have to. (laughs) We have to. We're going to have history to talk about together after this. So it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I look forward to not only seeing you in Oklahoma, but seeing you in Florida. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, now I got to make it happen. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, like I said, a few months out. It's great. We'll your calendar. And I love Renee. I just absolutely adore her. So this is going to yeah. be a blast. Thank you. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. <laughs> Lita, you have a great rest of the evening and uh, good night. And thank Don. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Honestly, diary listeners, I could have talked to Lita for another three hours. It was awesome. Please go and follow her everywhere you can. Again, that's artist Lita. L-I-T-A is her name. And that's Instagram. And uh, like, like she said, her email address. There's also boobs underscore and underscore tattoos that you can follow, follow to actually see some of her nipple restorations and, and things of the like. She does trademark the name. That's why we really wanted to highlight that today for her last part of this diary entry. Also, this is anecdotal and a personal ask, but uh, I have a sick kitty. I don't know why just December is when he chooses to catch a cold, but uh, my little man is under the weather. So if everybody could just sling him a bit of love. His name is Ickes, and uh, he's my baby. He's one of two, but uh, he he's has a little bit of a cold, and I'd love for him to rebound. So if prayers could be sent, that would be lovely. Diary listeners, I hope you're all having a very wonderful holiday season. I do apologize for last week that I got the start date of Hanukkah wrong. I, I was wrong. I <laughs> I had it on good authority. I was right. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not going to blow up my source. I'm just going to admit that I got it wrong. But regardless, I want everyone to know that I'm sending you lots of love and appreciation. And what I hope most is that all of us recall the gifts that we already have. As much as we're looking forward to giving and receiving, please understand and be grateful for all that we already have. Thank you, diary listeners. God bless and great week. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.